to play in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Turn handle in left side. Finds a little bit of a hole, keeps his leg moving. He's across the 40, midfield, 45, he's on the run winch. 40, pushes the man, 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15, he could go. He is going to go. Touchdown, Seahawks. Oh, my word. A 67-yard run. Marshawn Lynch, unbelievable. The beast is alive and well. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap. He drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. Come on. It has been decided, maybe since the safety in the first quarter. 12, they're bringing the trophy home. Your Seahawks, Super Bowl 48 champion. So ladies and gentlemen, Seahawks and football fans everywhere, a very warm welcome back to the We Talk Seahawks podcast. I'm sick of 2021. Um, I'm just fed up now. 17 to 15 over the Washington football team. Three and eight. Um... I just want this season to end. We all came on at the end of the pod on the last one and said, we'll win. It's Washington. We all we all predicted it at the start. Yeah, we'll win. It's FedEx Field. They haven't got Chase Young. Blah, 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 blah. But the 2021 Seattle Seahawks are determined to go down in history as one of the shittest Seattle Seahawks teams in history. And that is some accomplishment for previous Seattle Seahawks teams. Um, but we've got to talk about it with the We Talk Seahawks podcast. It's in the name. We've got to get into it, um, whether we like it or not. And joining me tonight is always Positive Pez. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good. The losses, the losses don't hurt me anymore. You're just numb to it now. Yeah, I kind of just like expect it. I called it, started work um about four on the more um, on the Tuesday morning, watching the end of the game. Russ does that drive. I'm like f- fucking nearly in a heart attack. Too early in the morning, and then it came to two point conversion, and I just said to myself, "He's going to throw a pick here," because it <clears> sums <throat> the season up, kind of sums him up, and it just stinks, doesn't he? I was in my bed at half seven on the morning on uh, watching it on the 40 minutes on Game Pass. And it got to that bit. He throws the touchdown to Swain. I'm fucking... There's absolute limbs in the bed. Like, I'm going... I'm going mad. I can't believe it. But, but then, then, I, then I realised that we need a two-point conversion. And then, yeah, like you, it, it just settled in that it was... No, I've just caught... Of course, and we'll get into it, but, I mean, how, how wide up was Metcalf on that, by the way? Oh, do you know? Oh, do you know what the man. thing is, right? The thing is, he just fucking stinks. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not in the camp of bench him for Gino because Gino's worse. If he stinks, Gino's fucking worse. But 
Oh wow, he's bad, isn't he? He's uh, he's not Mister Unlimited at the minute, is he? He's pretty pretty limited missed, in terms of what he, he can he's do. He's Mister Limited, isn't he? Yeah, Mr. he's Mister Limited. Limited. <laughs> <laughs> hey, God, well, last time again, I ever tried doing that. All right. Yeah. Yeah, just park that one away. Don't ever bring that one up back, you know, on the podcast again, Pez. Just believe, believe that impression. You've got some uncanny impressions in your lock of Pez, but Mr. Unlimited is not one of them. Um, but joining me as always again is Josh. Josh, how are you doing, mate? Um, I'm all right. Uh, same feeling as last week. Um, apart from now, I've got this mental image of you thrashing around in Ben Red like Jim Carrey from Bruce Almighty, which oh. is entertaining <clears throat> quite a lot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, I didn't even stay up for the game. Like I usually, I'll make an effort. And this season, I, it's not the fact that I'm my support for the Seahawks is waning. My support for this year is just waning. I cannot be asked watching the utter utter shit show that we see every single week. Like this week, we lost to a guy who was a backup quarterback in the XFL. Don't get me wrong, Heineke's been all right, but I, I, I'm lost for words. I'm never lost for words. Anyone that knows me will tell you that. Anyone that's listened to this podcast will, will know that by now. But I just, I, meh, is is the only way I can describe this season. If anyone came back to me and went, so Josh, the uh, 2021 Seahawks season, I'd just go, meh. And that'd be it. Conversation over. Oh, as soon as, as soon as this season's done, I don't ever want to talk about this season ever again. <laughs> like, just, just park it. It never happens. Like, just forget about it. Like, the season's done now, isn't it? There's there's, there's no chance yeah. of the playoffs. I mean, people say one oh, percent. So there's oh, no, there's there's no chance. You, you know, you'd have to go six and zero, oh, and people are forgetting that we need to still play the Rams and the Cardinals, and we can't we couldn't beat the Jets or, or well, I was going to say the Jags, but we did beat them, but we couldn't beat the Jets at this point, really. I mean, it, well, it we're, we're level with the Jets. Well, we're level with this. the Jets. We're only above the Lions, bloody hell, in, in the NFC. Jesus, well, that, we are. We're the fifth worst team, technically joint fourth. But I think worst records, what you've got the Lions, dumpster fire. The Texans, dumpster fire number two. Mm. The Jags. And then you've got us and the dumpster Jets. <laughs> Honestly, like, at what point did anyone think we would class ourselves, we put ourselves in the same class as those teams? Um, I'm baffled. Can I jump in there and just say... Because of the stature of the clubs, I'd actually put the Seahawks at the bottom solely because it's such a fall from grace. All them other teams you rhymed off, they're always there year in, year out. It doesn't matter what they do. Like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady could go in a time machine and go to the Jets and they'd still stink. Yeah. The fact, the fact that and it sounds a bit, whatever the right word for it, is a bit what obnoxious to say it. But mm. the fact that we're the Seahawks and we've fallen this far so quickly, like, and people people seem sh- like shocked about it. Like we are the worst team in the NFL for the, so, for the roster talent. Yeah, for the, yeah, the roster talent, and it's so hard to say now because everyone turns around and the national media turn around and go, and they've got Russell Wilson. But as we're going to get into, you can't say, but they've got Russell Wilson at the moment because he's the one hindering the, the team. Like at the moment, in these last three games, he's the one hindering this team the most. So it's mm-hmm. not 
and they've got it's it's the fact that they've got DK Tyler and Jamal Quandre Diggs, Bobby, all these top stars, all this talent, what should be fighting for championships, not fighting for the first overall pick for next year's draft. Yeah, which we won't even get anyway. Which we can't like, say we can't even get the, the only winners at the minute are the Jets, aren't they? Without they're laughing with the fourth and fifth pick. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so yeah, we're gonna get into Russell Wilson. We're gonna talk about him because he is the main sort of talking point in Seattle at the minute, um, for, for all the wrong reasons, which is very unusual, very weird to say. But we're gonna get into him. Um, and then obviously we'll do some of the players that we thought did come out of the game with credit, um, and some of those who possibly didn't. And as always, we'll we'll finish off the podcast with a little uh, with a little positive Pez segment. See if he can see what straws he can clutch at this week. Because um, uh, <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm ra- rather me than you on that positive Pez. Um, but should we get straight into the, uh, the the main villain at the minute, Russell Wilson? I mean, ju- just how much, like you were saying, Pez. Just how much is Russell Wilson the problem at the minute? Because like you say, Pez, the last three games. Although we we all know the scheme is wrong, Pete Carroll is wrong, we all know that's wrong. But the last three games, I mean, Russell Wilson has been take scheme, take Pete Carroll, take Walter, whatever out of it. He's been awful. And and whether it's his finger, if it is his finger, he shouldn't have lied that it that it was fine then, because we're all judging him on the well, you're telling us your finger's fine then. So we're we're expecting Russell to cook, we're we're expecting that let Russ cook type level. You know, so don't tell us your finger hurts and then sort of, you know, play badly and go, oh, by the way, yeah, it did hurt. I was just lying. Like, no. I, I... So, yeah, I mean, for me, for me, he's, he's a big part of the problem. What about you, Pez? Um, yeah, he is a big problem because the funny, the, the thing is, I'm um, hearing on another podcast, what I'm going to use in here is a sample size of a, a like a 17 game stretch was the Rams game last year to now and Russell Wilson ranks I think if I remember rightly in like the bottom quarter of quarterbacks mm. now what what we're starting to see now in my opinion is the Russell will the limitations of Russell Wilson in my opinion mm. he's always had them now the funny thing is he, he's an elite level guy but he's always had limitations. He's always managed to fight over his limitations. Mm-hmm. But do you know what I think's really hindering him now is his neutral, no emotion, I will figure it out mentality. Mm-hmm. Like we can't mean Josh kind of got into it uh, a couple of podcasts ago about previous stars from the team mentioning mm-hmm. about Russ. Like you hear stories that Russ kind of sits on his own. He's not actually a team guy as he makes out. He's actually all about himself. He's all up in his own head. He's like, does his own warm up, warm ups and like kind of segregates himself actually from mm. the team. And it, it's weird though, because watching this, because I got up for work and I watched the second half. Watching that second half, people can say that the finger probably is affecting his passing but his ribbons off. Mm. So everyone says that he didn't try and target DK. He did try and target DK a couple of times, but the passes and they were passes. What you used to DK making contested sideline catches. 
but he was just overthrowing him. And I I don't know if I put that down to the finger or down to I just think his rhythm shot. Like I think this time away is actually affected him worse than people think because he has no rhythm with yeah, Tyler got the ninety six yards, but it doesn't like it doesn't look like he has any rhythm with some of his receivers anymore. Like and I think that's the biggest glaring highlight. And it's starting to it's starting to spark up all his limitations. Now we have no run game. He has no run game to play off. Like mm. all his play action. Like he, he's the most, what is he, one of the most effective quarterbacks at play action? Mm. Probably in the history of the NFL for st- stats, probably. Mm-hmm. And they don't scheme it up. They scheme one up and Tyler went for 50 yards and then didn't do it again. Yeah. And, and I, I really think we're seeing now the it playing out on field the complete division with Russ and some members. We talked about Pete to nauseum, that's clearly a friction burn. Mm-hmm. But I think it might be bigger than that now. I think it might actually stretch into some players. I, I think it's so Russ has always been like I said, it's been this neutral guy. So now we're seeing the limitations of Mr. Unlimited. Um, which is sad to see. Um, obviously, he used to have a mental um, sort of basically a psychiatrist, sort of mental coach, whatever he called, but unfortunately passed away. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's had a bigger effect on him than people, what he would let people realise, because he's always maintained this neutral, this middle ground where he doesn't get too excited or pump a fist and that'll be it. Or if he loses, it's like a, oh, well, what if a duck's back onto the next? Whereas the post-game press conference for this game, he came in and like, people have said that it's fake and whatever, but he came in and even his answers, he genuinely seemed mentally frail. He just, he, he didn't want to be there. His, his eyes were tearing up. He was red-faced. He just... As you see it through the games, so that there, there's times where when he first came back, and we said this on the, the pod a couple, a couple of pods ago, where he was so hesitant to throw and, or so hesitant to take that contact that I think it's, it is playing on him big time. We're seeing it game, game after game now, where he's holding on to the ball too long, where he's not got the confidence as receivers and he's not got the confidence in his ability. There was two throws that I saw, and I, I will I'll wholeheartedly say, like I said, I, I didn't watch the full game. I haven't watched the full highlights because better things to do in my life at the moment. Um, but there was there was one throw to Gerald Everett off the off the left, which was way over. It was like it was like he thought Gerald Everett was about nine foot tall. And then there was another one to DK, like you mentioned, Pez, and. It, it just, it all seems, like I said, his rhythm seems shot. His confidence in his ability just seems completely off. And for a man that's been so consistent for so many years and prided himself on it, like fighting the adversity of being a sub-six-foot quarterback and being able to do what he's done, all that now seems to have gone. And it, it's quite a scary decline because it's not just a gradual decline. It's a cliff edge that he's fallen off. He's gone from front-runner MVP first half for last season Second half of last season took a bit of a downward turn, but you'd still rather have him than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. This season started out all right, knackered his finger, 
and he's come off, he's come back, whether he's injured or not, and it's literally like watching a different player. You see him, and every time he's got the ball, you don't think, you used to think, a bit of rust magic coming here now, whereas now you just think, how's he going to mess up this time? Where's this ball going to go? Is he going to get sacked again? And, it, and I genuinely think it's down, it's a mental thing down to his confidence because it, it, it looks, it's shot to shit. With you saying that, it, it, I can't help but think, because it's been happening for many a seasons now, and don't get me wrong, it's very highlighted about the O-line. It's very highlighted that Russ's best O-line he's ever probably had is the two Super Bowl years, and Pete shredded it apart. Like, we're... I'm not going to get on to him because you could go down into a rabbit hole because he's linked into everything. Like, he's the architect of the whole downfall, really. Mm. Um, but, like Josh said, is I, I, I think it's this whole I'm going to play till I'm 40 crap. I think... Mm. Not if he keeps getting it the way he does. But no, but no, but no, this is, you're exactly making my point here. I think he, he he writes these checks. He writes too many of them in the media, trying to be this like durable, get through anything guy because of his mentality and stuff. And I think it's actually he's putting more pressure on himself where he doesn't need to put pressure on himself. Like, who actually gives a fuck if you play till forty? Well, Tom Brady's done it. Well, you're not being Russell Wilson then, are you? You're just trying to mimic someone else. Like, oh, Brady's done this and Brady's done that, so I'm going to be able to do it because, well, that's, in my opinion, just arrogance. Just focus on the here and now and worry about playing till 40 when you're older. But let's face it, as Josh has said to everyone like since he's been on this podcast, all, Russ, all Russ's ventures off the field, in my opinion, is starting to show now. It's like his mm. his passion passion's gone completely gone. He doesn't have that drive like he did in the first couple of years. Maybe Sherm said it. Hearing the same crap every single year gets a bit boring. Mm. So is he is he is he mentally switching off because he's sick of who he has to deal with? Do you know what it is? My, my... My opinion on it is, like you said, there's there's limitations to Mr. Unlimited now. Russell got away with some of those issues, the, the whole holding the ball for too long issues, you know, because he had his legs when he was younger as a rookie. He was one of the most, you know, he, he was how Lamar Jackson looks in his early career when Russell first came. That, that was Russell. He was able to use his legs and he had a better arm than, than Lamar Jackson. So he, he, he was able to, you know, get use his little, you know, abilities to cop out of bad situations. But... He can't use his legs anymore, Russ. They're they're gone. He used them for one play against the, against Washington, but you, you don't see it the 10, 15 times a game sometimes that you would see from Russ in the early days. And and how I sort of see it with Russ is, um, it it might be it, I don't know. It might be controversial or not. I'm not sure, but um, I'm only saying this because I love the man and I love everything that he's done with the, with the Seahawks and that. But I think I think he needs to leave. I think, like like you saying, Josh, um, 
he looks mentally broken. He looks like a man who is fed up. He looks like a man who, whether he's fed up with Pete Carroll, whether he's fed up with teammates, the organizer, or something, whatever it is, he needs, in, in my opinion, for the sake of him as a human, but forget the player side of it. We all love the player. We, everyone listening to the podcast, everyone loves Russell Wilson, the player. I'm now looking at it from Russell Wilson, the human being. And um, I think for, for his sake, for his mental sake, for his sort of, just his wellness as a as a person, he he needs he needs a change of scenery. And as much as I don't want to admit that, because I want him in Seattle, we all want him in Seattle. He's, he's better than a lot of the quarterbacks we could go and get. But I just think if we get a good offer, if we get a good offer for the sake of the man, for the sake of the man, I think we need to shake hands and say, do you know what? You need a change of scenery. That that that's that's my opinion. Just a quick one. Mm. With you saying that, mm. essentially you're saying trade Russ and keep Pete. No. I'm fully, 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 fully get rid of Pete. Pete is Pete is a bigger problem than Russ. I am what I'm saying is Pete is like a sort of a, a, a cancer that's taken hold of this Seahawks locker room. He, he's he, he, he's what it is as you rub your hands. Yeah, he's a cancer that's taken over this locker room, and he's and he's unfortunately he's starting to infect people in this locker room. Um, yeah, he, he's he's taken he's 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 starting to to rub off on on people, and I think to kill to kill the illness, I think you need to sort of you know you need to get if look if Russ stays in this Seahawks locker room, there's quite clearly a dynamic problem now between him and certain players in this locker room that will still be here going forward. Um, th- there's a problem between him and the hierarchy. Even if Carroll goes, there'll still be people within the, the organisation that he's got a problem with. I have no doubt there'll be players that are still here. Um, I want Russell Wilson here. Of course, I want him to be here until he's 40. But get rid of Pete Carroll and let Russell Wilson get better. As a, as a human, let him sort of experience something new because he, I think he needs it as a human being. You can see it; he's broken. Josh, one what do you that, think? Right, one thing that we overlook all the time, and we 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 all have our own opinions on. If you're like you, James, and you just want to burn down the house and start <laughs> new, you know, fair enough. I can see the logic in it. Um, we talk about wanting Pete to go, which I think is a general consensus. Everyone wants Pete to go and Russ to stay. Now, what if Pete goes and we get a a new head coach that doesn't want Russ? Mm. What if we get a new head coach who looks around and goes, actually, based on that player, that player, that player, that player, what we've got on the offence, we can rely on our defence, they're sturdy enough. You know, I mean, look how many games they've let in less than 20 points, I'd say that. If he goes, the problem for what I need is Russell Wilson, I need him gone. I need a different type of quarterback, which leads me on to something I was saying off air. Now, we've had this conversation back and forth. I've seen it on message boards, Facebook, other pods, wherever. If Russ was to go, now we could trade him to someone like, let's say the Jets, because they seem to want to trade everything for everyone. And we might be able to get some first round picks back. Right? But that would also mean we'd get Zach Wilson. And to be honest, 
I'd rather shit him hands and clap. <laughs> right? <laughs> but if Russ goes, I've just I've had a look at the the free agents quarterbacks for this off season. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll give you a list, and top of your head, who would you rather have? So, free agents: Tyrod Taylor, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Marcus Mariota, Ben Roethlisberger, Jacoby Brissett. Andy Dalton. They are the top nine quarterback prospects in free agency. James, don't say Andy Dalton or else we'll fall out. Right? <laughs> oh, he's at he's well, the top end of So, something I was just going to say, what you said before, kind of proves my point with that disgusting list. That's a disgusting list. Yeah, um, the thing is, any if Pete goes, any head coach who comes in, because essentially what it is is the ownership of the Seattle Seahawks have got to sit down and they can't ignore it anymore. It's been highly thingy that Jody doesn't get involved. She can't ignore this anymore. Like, it is like a full-on raging forest fire on her front doorstep. She can't ignore it anymore. She's got to decide, do I want to roll with a 70-year-old man or do I want to roll with Russell Wilson? She rolls with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Okay, Russ, what do you actually want? What do you, what do you want? What, what's going to make you happy? I want Pete gone. I want this, this, I want this, 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 and this and gone. They're terrible. They've been terrible for years. Right, okay then. So I'm going to get a new head coach. What kind of head coach do you want? There's a double, it's a double-edged sword. So Pete's, so... Pete's gone. Russ is going to get his head coach in. He believes he's going to make him excel to like an, the elite tier again, for example. The double-edged sword of that is I think that could be even more detrimental because as far as I bash Pete for being a stubborn, egotistical, self-centered dick, Russ is just exactly the same. And that could destroy this club the same as Russell even and Pete getting someone in. I, I really think, even though I don't agree with it, I think burning the whole house down might be the only way to restart. But I'd still like to roll personally with the... Russ, I'm going to start with you. What do you want? Let's see if that works. Put it put into perspective, right? That, that's your preference. If that doesn't happen and there is a complete fire sale, everyone goes. And we have to start with, let's face it, we're not going to draft a QB this, this draft because the QB draft class is pretty crap. So you have to go for a free agent. Who are you going to go for? Out of that list. I would probably say that would fit that would fit Seattle the most. I'm not saying would win anything with them, but would probably fit Seattle the most. Would either be Winston or Mariota. Those, those would be the two at the top of my list. So if you put a gun to my head, <clears throat> violent as that sounds, and make <laughs> me choose, Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> 
all out, James. Don't start this. <laughs> we, we couldn't have Dalton. His red hair and the, the uniform had clashed too much. Oh, yeah, that's a good He'd point. fit with a burning fire. He'd walk uh, straight into that building. Ooh. Like, Is Dalton even there? What? Yeah, it'd be a good little metaphor, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> I think I'd go James again because I think before, it's unfortunate because I think when that injury came for him, I really think Sean Payton was actually breaking something with him there. I think they were actually making ground with him being a like, you know, instead of, because he's essentially a cheap Russ. He loves the big mm. bomb, wants to go for the big shot all the time. That's why he got 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions that season, because he loves just going for a deep ball. But Sean Payton was teaching him the, essentially the shit we scream about Russ. So mm. Jameis Winston could, if you had a goal, Russ goes and Pete actually stays, Jameis Winston might not be a bad alternative. I couldn't see Jameis eating a W at the Seahawks. I, I'd generally turn my TV off. Like, I wouldn't care. <laughs> um, Would I, you like of, Teddy Bridgewater then? Would you like fucking Teddy Bridgewater? You know, generally. Cam Newton? Do, 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 do you generally know who my two top options would be? Oh, I'm going to fall out here, I reckon. What, one of them, James, same as you, Marcus Mariota. I'm an Oregon Ducks fan. I've followed him since he was a duck. And I think he's genuinely with the right team, could do stuff. And he is mobile as well. Secondly, I'd go Teddy B. Two glove Teddy. Mate, he's, he's flashed up well he's with... Like, mate, he's flashed up well with a mediocre Broncos team. Imagine if he's got our wide, our, our wide receivers and our... Um, tight ends as well not that we'll have ever after this year unless he decides that he really really likes punishment um, in which case the man is a masochist um, we'll open in. Pandora's box here all in I'm all in on Marcus, Marcus Mariota he's my guy he how, how, how are we having this conversation birthday. man I, 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 I love, the same birthday as me I'd love to know what our listeners do about this. I I will post this on Facebook and anyone who listens to the pod, if they wish to have their say, please put it on there and I will share it with the guys. We'll 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 do a poll on Twitter. We'll do a poll on Twitter. We'll get the poll up. Me and Marcus, we share birthdays, so he's my guy. Get him him signed in. Me and Tyler Lockett. We're like this, 28th September. He's basically my brother. He's only 28 as well. That's. I thought he was about thirty-six. That's why I was like, "Fucking Marcus Mariota." Do, do you realise what we're doing here? Do, do you right. realise what we're doing? We're being seriously, we're desperate. We are seriously James. trying to build up Marcus Mariota. As the, are we? Are we having this conversation? What is? I, I hate twenty twenty-one. Right, listen, 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 listen. We're trying to big Marcus Mariota up, whilst Josh, for the fucking life of him, is trying to big up Teddy Bridgewater. The guy is awful. I don't I'm care. Cut, I don't care what you say. I'm He's awful. Straws. I've, I've had a couple of rums, all right? I'm not thinking straight. <laughs> should, we, should we have someone else washed up during the Seahawks? Because uh, Adrian Peterson's in the building. You what? A little bit of breaking news there. Well, I'm getting quite good at breaking the, the news on the We Talk Seahawks podcast. You I know you said you? this, Josh. You said this, what, Josh. What did I say last week? I know you did. And he turned up. He's turned up. He's got oh, on an easy jet flight, a Ryanair, <laughs> oh. and he's like, because you know, we're, we're strapped horse and cart at the minute. Yeah, we're strapped, yeah, horse and cart. Yeah, I probably made him walk there. You know, but there he is. 
He's here. He's at the bit. So it looks like Adrian Peterson is potentially going to be a Seahawk for the, for the 49ers. Oh, I have game. to get that jersey just for shits and giggles. The, the oh. exact same. So I wanted so, a Brian Bosworth jersey. So a bit back on to the, the actual shit show of the game. <laughs> so check this out. This stat. Like, this stat made me just want to fly to Seattle and take Pete out myself, take Waldron out. Waldron, unfortunately for him, he got scapegoated into an OC job Mm. by a bunch of absolute con artists because the Washington football team had 43 rushing attempts. Right, you got that, 43 rushing attempts. The Seahawks only had 45 total plays. We're a great team, aren't we? That's what having a running game does for you, though. That's why Adrian Peterson's in the building. Adrian you know, Peterson you know? is, is a Hall of Fame Richard Penny. <laughs> if Richard but, Penny was any good, he, that's what Adrian Peterson would be. I'd, I'd take that right now, based on Alex Collins' performance so as we're just talking about our rushing performance, our performance, right? We rushed a total of 12 times. Two of those rushes came from our top carrier, which was Russell Wilson with 16 yards. Alex Collins with seven rushes for 14 yards, two yards a carry, plus a fumble. Um, and then DJ Dallas, who Pez was determined was going to go off this week, had three rushes for four yards. What about his catches? Oh, yeah. No, we, we said this, though. Out of the backfield, <laughs> as a catching running back, fine. But that's not what running backs do. Running The key's in the name. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Trust <laughs> You're me. Clutching. You're clutching. Trust man. me. All about the positives. Next game, <laughs> DJ Dallas breakout game. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Do you, know, do you know what it is as well? Back on to sort of um, the Russell Wilson thing a little bit. Like, I just want, I saw something on, on Twitter um, today. It, it, it's sort of um, a little bit to do with it. I'll bring it on to the Russell Wilson thing. But um, th- these, I just wanted to bring this up because I thought it's worth a mention on the pod and just to see how much of an impact you think it is in terms of how much of an impact Russell Wilson's having. These are the Seahawks's first and second round draft picks since 2013. Are we all mentally ready? Oh, no, I've, I've read this and I've cried already. Are we all, well, I'll, I'll make you cry. I, I can't deal with that pain Hit again. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Go <laughs> you on. You ready? So, 2013, we took Kristen Michael. 2014, you've got Justin Britt and Paul Richardson. 2015, you've got Frank Clark. 2016, you've got Jaron Reed and Jermaine Fetty. 2017, you've got Ethan Postick and Malik McDowell. 2018, you've got Rashad Penny. 2019, you've got DK Metcalf and Marquise Blair and LJ Collier. And in 2020, you've got Daryl Taylor, Jordan Brooks. And obviously in 2021, you've got Dwayne Eskridge. Now, DK Metcalf currently is the only one to have made a Pro Bowl whilst he's been on the Seahawks out of all of them. So so, so my point was, is is it sort of how, how much is the front office to blame in terms of do they need to be held just as much as an accountable as Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, or or what we said, one pez. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, damn right. But what what you just highlighted there is how Pete Carroll still got a job. 
because he's in charge of personnel. So every draft pick that has been made, he signed off on every one of them. Yeah. And this is what we were saying a couple of pods back. I honestly think John Schneider's job in the Seattle Seahawks now is just to create a contract for these players, what Pete Chuck's in front of him. Pete's in charge of all this now. Without going on the nauseam about him, that draft list is all on Pete's head. And that stone of shit, mm. except for one or two, should have yeah. crushed his head by now. And, and they also gave up a first-round pick for Jimmy Graham and for Sidney Rice and two for Jamal Adams. So that's it's, a further four, four first-round picks that they've lost as well. So this is what we mean. And like you did the lovely anecdote, love your anecdotes, about Thank the you. virus. And essentially, we can all kind of say... That list there just shows it. Pete is the virus. And he's just infected everything. And like I said before, and like we've kind of alluded to, I think over the years it has just sent Russ into a shell. Mm. And I will I will say it again, like I've said in the past. When if Paul Allen was still here now, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll wouldn't be anywhere near that building anymore. No. He created something. A legacy. He created it and he died on it. And then when he mm. died, it kind of just snowballed quickly downhill because no one kept key figures in check. Russ mm. is on that list of key figures. Mm-hmm. But this is what I'm saying and this is my perspective of what I said before and my opinion. That's why I'd rather shit can Pete and mm. keep John. Let John get his job back because I genuinely believe he's not doing the job he used to do. Mm. I don't think he, I don't think he has half the power. I think that new contract he got was a bit more of a payoff. Mm. In my opinion, a bit Possibly. more. Here's a shit ton of money. Just make some contracts work. I'm doing everything now. I'm the fucking boss. Mm. I'd rather have one more season on Russell Wilson's contract. And it is a gamble because it fucking doesn't pay off, then you lose him for nothing. But I'd rather yeah. gamble on freeing the shackles, what what you could potentially say, are suffocating Russ, and give him a little bit of free light and see what a year shows. And that, that, that's, that's also why I'm saying I, I wouldn't mind, not that I wouldn't mind, but I, you know, if we said goodbye to Russ at the end of the year, I wouldn't be sort of... I wouldn't be salty about it because like you're saying, Pez, he's only on, under contract for 2022 anyway. So do we let him go? As, if, if Russell Wilson goes into the free agency in 2023, as a free agent. He's not re-signing with Seattle. He's not, he's not, I'm, I'm not convinced he goes, do you know what? The best thing for me, I'll go, I'll go and re-sign with, with the Seahawks. Like he, he'll go somewhere else in 20, if he hits free agency in 2023, he'll go somewhere else. So do we get a first round pick for him? Or, or possibly even a bit more for that now and let him go for his sanity because I want the man to live to see 40, never mind play till 40 because mm. the, the Seahawks, they don't invest in the offensive line. They traded away his best centre and in, in, in one of the best linemen he's had in a long time in Max Unger in an awful Jimmy Graham trade for that first round pick. They've, they've neglected it ever since. They've thrown basket cases in Jermaine Effetti and fucking all these Luke Jokel, all these projects in front of him and, and somehow he hasn't got killed because he spends a million dollars on his rehab and his and his fitness and everything every year. So his body's a temple. 
But if 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 he was Jameis Winston, he, he wouldn't be in there. If if that if he was under centre for all the time that Russell Wilson's been under centre, Jameis Winston, you know, he wouldn't be in the NFL. He'd be broken. It's it's only thanks to Russell Wilson's unbelievable regime that he does that he's still here and and playing football. So. I, I, for the sake of the man, and like you say, that that we, we keep saying on it was absolutely head should have rolled at the in in this off season when they let Cal Fuller and Ethan Posick go into the season as as the starting centres, and and not I know I know the draft's a mystery, and you know the Chiefs could have the Chiefs will come and say, well we 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 took Creed Humphrey and this is what we expected. We expected Creed Humphrey to be arguably the best centre in in the Hall of Football already in his rookie season, and I know it's a bit of a mystery, but. It was any centre, as long as they took us, as long as they invested a heavy amount of draft capital in the centre position, we could all, we couldn't turn around and say, oh, well, they haven't, they haven't at least tried, they haven't invested. It, 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 the fact is they haven't even tried, really, in, in investing seriously and heavily until that sort of Gabe Jackson trade. And even that was a fifth round pick. Now, yes, Gabe Jackson's coming and done well, but let's not, you know, they didn't break the bank for it. Um, so I just, I just think for the sake of the man, whilst we can get something for him, because, you know, I still think we'd get a first-round pick for him, in my opinion, going into next year's draft or whatever. He's not going to re-sign in 2023 if he hits free agency. I, I, he can't convince me otherwise. So let the man see 40. Let the man play till he's 40 if he wants. And let him and, and say thanks for the memories. Thanks for everything you've done. Sorry about the dickheads who've run the organisation. Go and enjoy your football. Do you, know, do you know what's going to be the ugly thing, right? Because a lot of fan, a lot of the fans, so... Like a lot of there's a lot of people out there who are on board with the no Pete get rid of fucking Pete what you're talking about, but mm. there's a there's a big shout because of these last three games of Russ needs to go Russ 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 Russ. Mm. These people who really think getting rid of Russell Wilson is going to make this team good again, wait until wait until he goes to a team who've got a top tier offensive line. Mm-hmm. So let's take the example. Um, say, for example, the Cowboys. Everyone says they've got one of the best all lines of football with Zeke. Mm-hmm. Just say Dak completely ruined, re- retired, and they go all out for Russ. Russ gets behind a solid all line that's going to protect him, and he's got a class run game with CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. What do you think is going to happen then? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Actually, what do what do people genuinely think is going to transpire? Yep. Russ will probably win yep. the multiple Super Bowls in that scenario. People I need agree. to open their eyes, and this isn't a let Russ off thing because I'm just pissed off and fed up with him as much as everyone else. But people need mm. to open their eyes. Who you think it's all Russ's fault? And look at the bigger fucking picture. I saw a comment on an Instagram post, big long-winded comment, where basically this guy saying to the 95% of the Seattle fucking fan base, if you think a rebuild's the right thing to do, you're all clowns. And then starts trying to justify how we are clowns and we don't need a rebuild. We need to do what we did in, was it 2017, where everyone said, this is it, Seattle needs a rebuild. Mm. And then they went out and what are the like most productive seasons, I think it was 17 into 18. Mm. Mate, you're on crack. <laughs> if you can't see what the fuck is going on right now, if you can't genuinely see, like, Russ proved it. Everyone, like me and Josh, 
we had that conversation a couple of pods ago. In the Super Bowl years, Russ had his best goal line. They were very serviceable. They weren't even top tier, but they no. fucking protected him. Mm-hmm. He had his mobility. Yeah, fair enough. That did help. And he, with that, and Marshawn, and a great offensive line, Russ got the job done. Mm-hmm. He worked well in Pete's system, but as years went on, Pete never improved the all line and he rolled the fuck out of a guy who's injury prone to fuck. Whether you can fucking toss Chris Carson off all you want, great to watch, love watching him, but he's injury prone as fuck. How the fuck can a man who's 70 year old and been in college football and the league for so long blindly ride the death out of a guy who has injury issues? But no, Russell Wilson's the issue. Let's fucking get rid of that and then let's watch him go and fucking succeed somewhere else because they give him the things he needs. We said about his limitations. Well, Pete isn't helping his limitations. If anything, by not giving him all line and not giving him any running back room at all, he's exploiting him more on the field. We're going to do well to get positive Pez back before the end of this. Oh, oh, I'm just say, um, 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 that you've, got, that, you've got down a negativity hole there. <laughs> and whilst I'm on a fucking rant, this offence, do you know what? Fucking good. It's a good job this offence fucking stinks. Because the little hidden thing in this, the defence has been great. Mm. Top six in fewest points allowed. Fucking amazing. That. Jamal starts to get interceptions, doesn't have butterfingers all the time on the field, and they're still limiting teams. Yep. Great to see. Yeah. But one thing we've always said about this team is no pass rush. Since we lost Frank Clark, no pass rush. Mm-hmm. We're bottom, I think, six in sacks. We've I think we may have said it last year. Miles Garrett is only four behind Seattle's whole team in sacks on his fucking goal. One single player. And I've just got the QB pressures up. And we are in the bottom quarter for QB pressures. Two of the staple things for a D-line to work on. Pete must be fucking wanking himself off at night. That Russ is just absolutely shit himself. Because... It is the biggest cover-up of this team like I've ever seen. He's just lucky that Russ is shit at the moment because how that has not been exploited yet is beyond me. I don't think you're going to get positive Pez back. I'm fucking fuming now. I don't, I don't think we're going to get him back. That, 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 that's jo- an old jo- Jovial Josh you. instead. Go on then, Jovial Josh. <laughs> Bring it back. Well, we, we were going to do, obviously, who came out of that game well and who didn't. But um, I'll just say who came out of it well, Bobby Wagner, but he always does because people run right through our D-line and he makes some, some amazing tackles. Jordan Brooks, exact same as him for tackles. Fantastic. Um, Tyler Lockett, three receptions, 92 yards, was it? 96 yards, 32 yards yeah. per reception. Yeah. And yet, that, you haven't got three receptions, which baffles me. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's the only positives I'm taking out of it. Um, I'm I'm not going to... Oh, in fact, Quandre and Jamal are safeties. I'll still take a positive out. And I, I think I've managed to bring back positive pairs for something. <laughs> You're forgetting about the best thing oh, about right. this season. 
and I'll get it on the time reel and I'll just delete the whole season. And as long as I can watch Rasheem Green pick that ball up and run at like they clocked him at 18 mile per hour to the other yeah. side of the field, absolutely fucking amazing. With this massive neck roll. I, I yeah. still feel quite aggrieved that it's only two points for that. DJ, because... um, DJ Reed looked like on the, the head on replay, looked like he was struggling to keep up with him. Like, how is that possible? I know, like, he, he was, like, covering his back, you know, checking anyone, trying to blind swipe him and that. But it genuinely looked like he was rolling that fast at DJ Reed's like, oh, fucking hell, man. I've been on the field for fucking half an hour. What are you doing, mate? Well, I'll tell you what, like, whilst what you were saying as well, Josh, in terms of the players that come out with credit, you know, I think I'll give our young pass rushers a bit because in terms of Daryl Taylor and Rasheem Green, Rasheem Green's excellent. Rasheem Green is absolutely, it, it, he's the best pass rusher we've got. Him him and Daryl Taylor. Alton Robinson needs to get more tap game time, but that Rasheem Green is absolutely excellent. It, it, he's, he's brilliant. So he, he, he comes away from the game with, with credit for me, not just for that play as well, but they're, they're the ones constantly getting pressure. Do you know, Um, yeah, I was just about to say, do you know the percentages of pre- are terrible pressure ratings mm. is it's um, Daryl Taylor's got like 11 to 12%. Mm. What's great. And I think Alton Robinson is limited stat, snap count. I think more likely it's 12, but I'd like to say it's something like 24%. Mm. But that's because he doesn't see the field a lot. And I thought yeah. I was going to start bloody seeing red again then because that's somewhat what. No, it's I, 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 my personal opinion, just to sort of round off what I think on this, is for the rest of the season, Pete Carroll needs to take a long, hard look at himself and go, actually, I've got these fantastic young players. I've got your Daryl Taylors. I've got your Alton Robinsons, your Rasheen Greens, who want to play and want to do something. Then I've got veterans like Kerry Hyder. I've got Benson Mayola, who I still don't know why we re-signed him, um, off the edge. And Carlos Dunlap, who's just... I, I liked the guy last year. He brought a nice breath of fresh air, a bit of positivity, but he's been so ineffective this year. I, I just... I bench those, um, those senior guys, and I just give the young guys a try. It, there's nothing to lose now. It's not like you're going to lose any cred because we're the laughing stock of the NFC. All right? You know, you know, you know it's bad when people in the NFC laugh at you more than every other shithouse team that are in there. All right, it, it's now just time to start testing the water with people we've got, seeing what's happening, who can do what, and then who we need to trade for in the the off season. Do you know? Do you know? Um, can I just mention one guy who I thought who who hasn't done as well as I thought he would this season so far? Puna Ford. I've been really, I've been, I've been really disappointed with Puna Ford. Um, I thought he'd have a, a pro ball type season. Um, he, I mean, through twelve games, he's only got half a sack. I think he's only just about in double digits on solo tackles and stuff like that. I've been uh, Brian Monet has has played leaps and bounds better than him, and I think from what we've been been accustomed to with Puna over the, over the couple, of, I know he's an undrafted free agent, and you can never expect the world with those types of players. But you know, we know what he can do. So I think we hold him to a certain standard now. And I think for the standard that we've started to hold Puna Ford to, I think he's been 
he's been really, really bad this year. That that's someone who sort of doesn't get credit from me that, that we're not really talking about. Do you know what's interesting? If only you mentioned him, I just thought then look at all the players who got contracts this year. Hmm. Look at all the players. Chris Carson, done. Personally, I reckon his career is over now. Neck injuries yeah. and stuff like Josh said. Josh has had experience with them types of injuries through rugby. I honestly think the Chris Carson, I think, unfortunately, I think he's done. But yeah. Chris Carson got the big contract, a waste. Dunlap, a waste. Puna, a waste. The only one who's come out of credit with any sort of contract situation is Quandry. And that's really bad for us a lot. Like, even Darren, uh, Darren Brown, like, it's almost like he's not playing at 100% because he's just waiting for his money. But back on to the Quandre thing. We're fucked. <laughs> Quandre. We're going to have to he, pay him top dollar, aren't we? We're not going to pay him top dollar. He, he, well, probably, won't, yeah. he probably won't come back. He won't come yeah. back in this shit show. There is a team out there who's in a more competitive position than us, who is literally going to jump him, but black bag him and take him to their facility and make him sign a contract. Because the man that shot, shot ourselves in the foot, man, keeping all that cap space for what you could have just paid the man. I could, I could see the Vikings taking him. I, I, don't, I don't think Harrison Smith's got too much longer. And I think they're potentially turning into a little bit of a contender. So I think that's a that's a shout because, like you say, it's just you know we, we haven't half messed up with some of these contracts, and we're now reaping. You know, we, we like you say whatever you can say, we massively overpaid Adams. I know we keep talking about it. That limits your cap. I mean, if you trade Russ, that opens up some cap to spend on a backup quarterback and save money there. But you know, you have to get rid of Russ, and I keep saying we don't want to. But um, do you know, yeah. it could be the biggest casualty whilst we're just talking about contracts quickly. Um, I think we won't see Bobby next year. Save sixteen million by cutting him next year. Really? Mm. It's gonna be a sad day when he goes. He's the last he's the last solid leader we have on this team. And if we keep Pete and Russ and lose Bobby. Mm. But well, if we if we lose Bobby, we may as well then get rid of that yeah. that, that for me is the point where you say if we're gonna get rid of Bobby. I could li- I could just about live with KJ, right? Even though I kept banging the drum for bringing him back. If we get rid of Bobby, then we may as well get like well, we won't rid of Pete Carroll anyway. But if we get rid of Pete Carroll and Bobby goes as well, then I'm sorry, but you may- you're pretty much in a rebuild mode then anyway. Whether you- so you may as well just you may as well start burning the house down then and just you know what Let- let's let's start to move on a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and then on to what Josh said about Pete needing a hard long look at himself. He. I screenshotted a comment what someone put on Instagram, what he said. And this just shows if Jodie doesn't pull a finger out and take control of this situation or someone tells her you're taking control of this situation and advisor, she must have a sporting advisor. Hmm. He ain't going nowhere. For the simple fact of this snippet, the results just aren't coming. I'm not accepting it. I'm not taking a sideways step. Just going to keep look, stepping forward and battling our way through it. He's not going anywhere. He isn't, he isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Unless he's forced out. 
what we keep saying, isn't it? I, I don't think there's anyone in a position in, in power that I would trust to make these big decisions. It's a massive, massive crossroads of an off-season coming up in terms of players that could leave, you know, contract situations like you keep talking, and obviously none bigger than Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. I don't think anyone anyone has confidence in Jordi Allen, like we keep saying, to make these big decisions. If it was a... a, 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 a God, I can't even think of his name. The Cowboys owner, um, I think he can uh, grade one. I can't even think. Jerry Jones, come to me then. Um, if we had a Jerry Jones or if we had, you know, a proper owner who's hands-on with the team like Paul Allen was. If Paul Allen, like we keep saying, if Paul Allen was, you know, God rest his soul, still here, Pete Carroll, we, we would all be confident to say, Do you know what, Paul, Paul Allen isn't going to take this. Pete Carroll is going to be gone in the off-season, you know, and we'll probably keep Russell. Now that Jordy's taken over, like, like I keep saying, she's, she's a complete non-entity. I don't know that she even exists. So how can we put a trust in this woman who's never came out and said a word about the Seattle Seahawks and why she's running it and how she's running it to make these big decisions? It, she's a complete ghost in, in, in the biggest position of power. No no one knows who she is. So it's like it's like, it's like what you're saying, Pez. We, we're all saying that he should go and it all seems like people are starting to think it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to go, but you know, is is this hierarchy going to have the bollocks to, to to make these big decisions? I don't know. Exactly, mate. I was literally just about to say that. Um, the 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 noise is so loud now by everyone. Mm. National media is starting to pick on it. Fans are starting to pick on it. Mm. Everything, but everyone's talking like it's a guaranteed thing. Yeah. Russell Pete is going in this off season, but. People need to be prepared for that. The both, the more than likely, they're both going to be here again. They're both going to be back next year. They're both going to be spinning the positive crap. And as like American football fans, like goldfish memory, this season we forgot about. People come out with a load of crap in the off season, and then everyone will get excited again, and then they'll soon quickly realise that no. But, I mean, yeah. But, but, very, like said, very negative. Very, very negative. Very uh, negative. Is, is, there, is there anything we want to say on the Washington game before we move on and try and get positive pairs clutching at a few straws that we haven't already touched upon that we want to, want to touch upon? There's not much to say, really, is there? It's just, it's another one of those should have won games, but should have, would have, could have. And that's basically what we've seen all season. I think it's just a matter of, like I said, my. The, the cap I have on now is very much a, this season's a write-off. I just want to see some players that we don't usually see play shine. Mm. I want to see some people get chances, and I want to see the team start taking chances. So even if that's a matter of Pete now goes out with the next game, which is against the 49ers, the next game, Pete just goes, right, Waldron, this is all your offence. Just do what you want. I'm, I'm done with trying to step on your toes. Because then at least we'll see if it's Waldron's offence, that's the difference. That is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it works, then we know it's a Pete Carroll issue. If it doesn't yeah. work, then we know, unfortunately, that that step up for Waldron from being, what was he, a QB coach or running back coach to an, like, a, an offensive coordinator is maybe that step too far right now. And that's just the assessment that you use this latter part of the season when it's a losing season to make. The NFL's lucky, teams there are lucky that they don't have relegation. So you mm. can use this time to rebuild. And the plus side is, if you have a shit season, you get better draft picks anyway. 
So not that we will in the first round, but yeah. still, it, it, we need to start showing that progression and that that desire to improve somehow. That's mm. all I want for the rest of the season. If I have to watch the rest of the season and it's the same plays, the same backfield, the same wide outs, just looking straight down the numbers and not getting the ball and being wide open and Russ not seeing them in the middle of the park, I, I will genuinely just stop watching games. And I have watched pretty much every single game for the last four or five years, apart from this season. I've just stopped watching the early ones because I just mm. think rather watch my sleep i'd rather go to sleep than be put to sleep by the games <laughs> yeah. you know <sighs> brings in positive pairs perfectly because yeah you're lovely I we've got him optimistically back. always watch the early games even now I, I still watch the six i still watch the nine and then i'm still laughing at midnight one in the morning thinking why did i do it to myself but there is some nice things like the defense do some nice things and that can make you like it's just it's weird because with Russell Wilson being so shit you've got proper NFL purist games going on here it's defense versus defense and there is some enjoyment to watch from that it's just when Russ comes on the field you quickly switch off you found you find like something else to watch and then look at your watch set it for 30 seconds and then flick it back on and then the opposite team's already in the second down so you can work it like that to uh, get through them games quite all right. <laughs> but my positive, I'm going to go on. I'm going to spin all the negative we've said tonight on its head for a bit of a positive outlook on it all. All negatives you've said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being put. I've been a little bit negative, Pez, but Jesus, come on. Oh, all right, all right. You need to some credit. I can't. I, I, I can't. Let people think I've gone too positive. I have to have an outburst every now and then again. That's fair enough. Fucking hijacking my positivity here. I know. We do do it quite a lot. Sorry, Pez. I'll keep back. Um, is spinning it all on its head. I'm pretty sure when the initial estimate for Russ returning was meant to be this week against the Niners. So the initial report was he would be out for however many weeks and everyone was like, okay, that's the Niners game. So I'm going to say, because the thing is, you look at Russ's stat line, the game he played might have been ugly as shit. But his stat line, I'll quickly get it up, he completed 64.5% of his passes I'd say that's probably a standard Russell Wilson game, to be quite honest. Mm. 247 yards and two touchdowns. It isn't that bad. Now, just because he's not targeting DK, what everyone would love to see, and lock it as much, I'm really liking the fact that we, we screamed for Everett to get the ball more. Mm. And he's getting the ball more. But I, I'm going to say... This Niners game, the glimpses in that Washington game that he might be balancing himself. I'm going to say in the 49ers game, third time lucky. I'm not going to go as ballsy as I've done the last two times, but I'm going to say that it's going to be Russ's best game back and he's going to look more like himself 
than he has done for the last three games. Bad luck comes in threes. He's lost. He's lost three, and he's hey, Everyone says he had a grew up here in it. He's number three. He's had three shit games. That's all done. And in the Niners game, he's going to start looking a bit more like himself. And DK is going to have an absolute scrap with Jimmy Ward. That's something to look forward to. Because whether you know he gets what? the ball or not, DK is is literally going to have a fight with Jimmy Ward. Positive Pez, I commend you because I started this podcast, I started tonight with an absolute com I was absolutely utterly convinced that Positive Pez could in no way sway me <laughs> that we were gonna possibly achieve something this weekend to beat the 49. <laughs> on, on the back of that, and you've only gone now made me believe again that so anyone who listens to our podcast and you play fantasy football, you start Russell Wilson. You start DK Metcalf. And you start Brandon Ayuk. Oh, yeah, damn right. No, you Get start booking Elijah Mitchell. Oof, that guy's going to go off. Do, do we Do we start Adrian Peterson? Do you think? Yes. 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 Because let's be honest, let's be honest, if he comes in, he's going to be running back one. Yeah, true. Do you know, and, and to add to that then, Adrian Peterson is, he might not have it anymore than his heyday, but he's a veteran enough to understand. He's been in the game long enough and he's played with, he's seen all different quarterbacks, all different scenarios. Like we were saying, there's no run game and that's suffering for us with the play action. Adrian Peterson might just be a big enough name to make teams respect him enough for Russ to start getting, you know, some of his play action. I, I don't know. I just stupidly, I'm not going to go as, like I said, I'm not going to go as bold as I've done the last couple of weeks, but I, I don't know. I just look at it. I looked at his stat line. And I just think that Russ is going to surprise a lot of people in this Niners game. Loves playing. He loves. Look at look at the games we played. Green Bay, he's terrible. Never should have come back at that game. He's not a neutral mindset when he goes into Lambo because he shits himself every single time because he's never managed to win. Right? And then he wasn't right, so you don't start at Lambo. He just fucks you up mentally. Why'd you start at Lambo? Why go to the cold and start there? Just chill out. But he loves playing in Santa Clara. Loves it. He's not playing in Santa Clara. Is it not Santa Clara? I'm, at I went... <laughs> is it at home? Don't you see? Yeah, it is at home. We beat, we beat them on the road this year. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm talking about. You'll have All to right. cut that out as well. So we're just moving, moving the American boundaries now, are we? Moving the state. Yes, yes. Double away games. Double away games, right. I just can't, I, just can't, I can't help but think. I'm not, that, I'm that positive. One. I got carried away with myself. I know Sorry. you did. Sorry, everyone. But is, is Nick Bosa not just going to kill this all I know? I mean, let, let's be is Is he not just going to kill Russell Wilson? He is, isn't he? It, 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 forget is Kyler Murray going to be dead? Is it, it, is Russell Wilson's going to get killed? Isn't he? I mean, this, this all lines shit. Our all lines shit. I'm sorry, positive pen. Our all lines shit. You nearly convinced me, but the all lines shit. Force is going to completely get to Russell Wilson. 
the defense is going to be on the field for 45 minutes again. And 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 I see us getting embarrassed. I really do. But right, Jimmy James. 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 You got a lot of editing to do in this podcast. I do, yeah. But get the fuck out of my section <laughs> with your negativity, all right? <laughs> you can keep that bit in. <sighs> so edit all your negative crap out. And what's going to happen is Ross is going to have a game. DK is going to get all the targets. Like the good old days. And if you have him in fantasy, start him and don't be scared. 20 plus points for each. So what about Ayukun? Because <clears throat> I've got him. Oh, yeah. Ayuk's going to have a game because he's the only wide receiver one. Yeah. I'll give you that though. Debo's not playing. That, that's a positive Pez straw clutch. Debo's not playing. So all them yak yards and all that shite will destroy our defense. He's, He's bringing there. me back. He's bringing me back. He's not there. He's reeling me in. Not there oh, at all. Go on then. Score predictions. Come on. We've got to do them. It's going to be wrong. They're all wrong last week, other than Josh. Fair play. But what are we saying, Pez? You know, mm. you, you are you are obliged to say that we'll win. By the way, I, well, we're definitely going to win. All right, good man. We are going to win. Just, just checking. Can't, can't say Ross is going to get right and then put a lose on it. Well, that's what I was worried about. Yeah, go on then. I'm going to say. I'm going to. I'm going to go. Twenty-seven. Are you counting these up in single digits in your head? Come on. <laughs> get a count player out or an abacus. I've stayed quiet for it, like throughout all of your bloody positive pez bit. Just for you to take the time. Just think of the numbers. Come on, lad. 27. 17. 27, 17. Josh. I'm going to go. 49ers 28 21 no 28 24 28 24 um i mean i i see i see the niners beating us so if i'm being an honest i'm 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 going with my head i'm not going with my heart Sorry, they've they've ripped my heart out, so I haven't got a heart left. Um, I can I can only I can only go with my head. Um, do you know what Niners? Even without Debo, Mitchell's a stud. Um, we've got Ayuk. We we, <laughs> we we play awfully against awful quarterbacks, and Jimmy G is an awful quarterback, so he's going to go off. Um, and and this and I see this D line, I see this D line. Completely getting to Russell Wilson. So for me, unfortunately, it's uh, it's not going to be pretty. I see the Niners beating us thirty to thirty seventeen at best. To uh, turn your negative to a positive. Yeah, yeah. We're terrible against backup quarterbacks. Jimmy G is. It should be a backup quarterback. No. 
He's been serviceable this year. He's he's Aww. not done that bad. Gino's serviceable at times. Right. right. Oh. We're nearly finished. We're not going to get into it, but simple as this. Where the Niners started, with the record they started at, and everyone was like, Shanahan's done, the wheels have come off, the house on fire. They're now six and five with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hmm. What the, the telling thing about this game is, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of them players, if you don't hit him, then he goes off on you. So the telling thing is... Well, this is the telling thing. That goes well with all of our quarterback hits and sacks, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to hit him. (laughs) Trust me. Just done yourself, mate. Listen, just trust positive Pez. All right, okay. For at least one game this season, it's all going to come together. All I'll say is I trusted you last week. I trusted you the week before. I probably trusted you the week before that positive play. Yeah, do you know what? This is your last chance. I'm, this is your last chance. I'm going to trust you for one more week that we might win. You know, that, that weird word that is, 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 not, is no longer applicable to the Seahawks. We might win. So this Let's is your... Let's talk about Russell Wilson's kid. Yeah. Unless I'm talking about... His, what, is, is, he's got all nine of them now anyway, so which one? Um, no probably got, it's probably got. He's got one called Win. He needs like, to change oh, that name by Depot, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Broken. <laughs> Broken. Yeah, I don't want to go off on his kids. That's not fair. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, right. So we, we've got our predictions in. At, at at some point next week, I will be looking forward to. Well, not really looking forward. <laughs> Part of me will be excited to go, told you so. Another part of me, the, the, the opposite side of that coin will be, if we do win, I will be so happy because we finally won again. Is this what Lions podcast sound like? Are we the basket case? Keep that energy, Josh. All right, yeah. <laughs> We win this weekend. When we win, don't give that energy of, I told you so, when we lose, and if we win, I'm going to be so happy. You're not going to hear the fucking end of it next next podcast. We beat the Niners. You two. Oh, you don't want to be in this chat with me. Well, I've got I'm nothing to worry about. I'd, I'd like me yeah, to talk about Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well... We didn't do as well in terms of the rants as we did last week, but I think we were due one. It, 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 we were a ticking time bomb. Um, but uh, look, it's just so hard to be. It's so hard to be. We can't all be positive pairs. If the world was full of positive pairs, it, it, it would 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 get sick of the positives, wouldn't we? But yeah, it's. Um, I, I was going to say I'm looking forward to it. I normally end the podcast by saying, yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'm, I'm looking forward to to talking about the Seahawks win. Um, I'm going to have to change that outro um, because I'm not particularly looking forward to the weekend. Um, it's, like I say, it's just getting through these last six games now and uh, hopefully onto a, a, a new a new fresh start in 2022. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, but hey, it, it's 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 Niners week. I can't help but get a little bit excited when we play the Niners. So, um, I'm sure by uh, I'm sure by game time on Sunday I will be excited, um, and I'm sure by the uh, opening kickoff and uh, you know when the Niners take that for a touchdown I'll probably be uh, you know 
back back down to reality um, and getting ready to tell positive players that I saw them. So, but uh, yeah, no, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, well, lads, it's uh, it's been a good one again. So thanks thanks for joining us. Thanks for getting everything off your chest. Um, any last words? Um, ugly jumpers for our uh, our podcast next week. Ugly jumpers. Ugly Christmas jumpers. I, um, I'm all about Christmas, so I'm going to say Merry Christmas on every single pod running up to the uh, the day. I like it. I'm going to rock one of my Seahawks ugly jumpers. One of Love two. It. Love it. Love the Christmas spirit. James might there need it. The miserable get. You know. Oh, I, I am, I am, uh, I am Scrooge at this time of year. So, uh, but I, could, I, I could, I could, I could, I could imagine this. But anyway, back back onto the podcast. Um, we'll be doing a live on Friday night. Yes, we will. Be good yes, for we'll good for you all to join us and get some shit off your chest. Yeah, no, hold, uh... no holds barred, not recorded, not released. It's just on yep. Twitter spaces. Come and pop in. We'll send you an invite to talk and we'll just let you have a rant and we'll have a discussion and talk about loads of different topics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I look forward to seeing hopefully some of you there on uh, on Friday night. Like I say, it's not recording or anything. You can just jump on and have a chat with us. So, um yeah, hopefully see you there on Friday night. But like I say, for now, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, hey, go Hawks. <laughs> go Hawks. <laughs> Beat the Dirty Niners. <laughs> <laughs>